Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily Bearing Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Hope your weekend was fantastic as well. Got a lot to cover today. Let's get to it. Uh, breaking news after the uh, close today. Uh, a couple stocks that we're long here to have positions in. I'll just mention here. Uh, Palantir uh, just reported earnings. Uh, while the earnings look to have come in line to annual assessments, that's not the story here. The story is what's being told on this guidance call from the uh, company management, where they're talking about an explosive level of growth that's taking place uh, inside of Palantir. Uh, here's a quote from CEO Alex Karp. Our commercial business is exploding away. We don't know how to handle. We don't know what to do with the onslaught of demand. Uh, some really good quotes like that coming from Carp. Uh, Dan Ives, uh, tech analyst extraordinaire, who's been exactly right, uh, in our opinion, uh, based on uh, the roaring 2020s and a potential melt-up-bull market. He's, ex- of course, a tech analyst, and he's very, very bullish on uh, on technology stocks, believing that we have a, a next uh, a potential here for 1995-2000 melt-up, which, of course, has been our call for some time. It's what Dan Ives had to say. For the future of AI, that's what he calls, for the messy of AI, it's what he calls Palantir. For the messy of AI, it's all about AI and the commercial business looking ahead. Robust commercial 24 guidance in line with our thesis as AI use cases exploding and AIP front and center. The AI revolution is here. We call it the innovation revolution. Dan, Dan Ives and others call it the AI revolution. We think ours is more appropriate, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's all just a talk. What matters is price action. Price action is what matters. Palantir, uh, and after hours up 16% at 1921. Also today, Trump Media, better known right now as DWAC, DWAC, Digital World Acquisition Corp is the current name. Of course, uh, everyone's waiting for the SEC to approve their merger with SPAC company, TMTG, Trump Media Technology Group, which, of course, would be the final name of this company. And I'm writing this up for tomorrow, but our, our theme on this has been pretty, pretty consistent and pretty simple from the very beginning, is that there's a cult following with uh, anything that Trump touches, okay? That's not meant to be an insult. It's just reality. There's a huge cult following of one Donald J. Trump. And frankly, folks, there's only one way to play social media companies from a public. There's only one company that is a a, a pure play as a social media company, and that is DWAC. There is no other pure play now that Twitter is no longer public. And that Meta, of course, uh, in, in uh, these other companies have so many other divisions beneath them. There's no pure play. DWAC is that pure play, uh, and so we we uh, you know we we own this stock, uh, and it's up 15 percent right now. Uh, what I, it looks to me like to be a gamma squeeze, just under 47 dollars a share. It's had a, a a pretty huge run here uh, in the last. Uh, what is this? Let me pull back a little bit here. Short period of time. Yeah, the stock has gone from um, – sorry, wrong chart. Uh, in the last – since the middle of January, since January 15th to be exact, uh, the stock has gone from $17 a share now to just under $47 a share. Volume's exploding, which tells some of the story, but you really have to look at the options trading. You know, we uh, were pretty active uh, in uh, AMC. During the, uh, the the hot move higher in, in meme stocks, and we essentially piggybacked on what was happening with call volume explosion, which is basically what they call it what they call a gamma squeeze. 
where because of uh, uh, structural reasons, when someone purchases a, a, a group of people, purchase a lot of out-of-the-money calls that expire in the near term, meaning one, two, three weeks away, that forces uh, buying to come in in the common stock. It's a structural I don't know if it's a flaw. It's maybe it's a, maybe it's a, instead of a, a design flaw, maybe it's a feature. But people have gamed this options market out. And now all you have to do is take a look at the options volume that's taking place and the February 9th calls and the February 16th calls of DWAC, especially in the, in the shorter term one of the ninth calls, which expire, of course, this Friday. And you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about. Uh, thousands, thousands upon thousands of calls. Uh, being purchased that are out of the money, um, you know, uh, up to a hundred dollars a call today. Three thousand calls traded. This is not a large dollar amount, but three thousand calls traded for the one hundred dollar strike price calls for DWAC that that uh, that expires on Friday. So again, these are two that we hold here and that we're watching very closely. So I wanted to call uh, start this today with that. We'll have a full write up on this, of course, out for our VRA subscribers here in the very near term. Uh, good, good, good to see this action, especially Palantir, which is a VRA ten bagger. Uh, it, it, this, this, this news today was important. We needed this guidance from the company, and we needed to hear that AI is actually a real thing for them instead of just a buzzword like .dot com. Uh, the company threw on the back of their name uh, in the ninety five to two thousand melt up. Palantir looks to be very real. This is a good quarter for them. Very good to see. Um, all right, um, listen. Last week was, a, of course, another a big week for our markets. Uh, what was it? 13 out of 14 weeks, the markets have been higher for our major indexes. Uh, pretty stunning run that's taking place here. Of course, all-time highs took place on Friday, and the Dow Jones S&P 500 is fueled by an extraordinary growth from Amazon and Meta. Uh, those are the two that really jumped, uh, you know, 8 to 20%. Uh, on Friday, and as I pointed out this morning, is is going to be it's kind of a common sense statement. But folks, when companies with market caps of more than a trillion dollars, and of course, uh, both uh, uh, Amazon, Meta, and Microsoft all 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 fit that bill. When companies with market caps of more than one trillion dollars see their shares jump eight percent to twenty percent off a single earnings report, and this happens in minutes, it might just be a sign that you're in the roaring twenty twenties. We think, of course, that it is. And uh, we think, again, this is the beginning of extraordinary growth uh, to come from tech stocks uh, in the months and years to come. Uh, as we've said many times, this is the time, folks, to stay locked in uh, because these wins are going to keep rolling from one company to the next. Uh, that's the way we've structured the VR portfolio uh, to play out. That's exactly how we believe it's going to play out as we're very long and strong tech stocks. And, of course, semis fit that bill as well. Semis today, by the way, even with a weak market today, uh, I'll cover that now. Dow Jones today finishing down 274 points of 7 tenths of 1%. Uh, Rescue of 100 was down about half of that, down 3 tenths of 1%. Rust 2000 are a loser on the day, down 1.3%. NASDAQ today battled back. Our markets battled back throughout the day. Again, that's what you want to see. Uh, NASDAQ finishing down just two-tenths of 1%, just down 31 points. But again, semiconductors, uh, SMH, semi-ETF up 2.1% today. As Tyler just reminded me, that is another closing all-time high. It's been a few weeks since we've seen that, maybe two, three weeks. Good to see semis leading the way again. I actually shared a chart this morning with our VR subscribers. It's been one of the big reasons we've been so incredibly bullish. From the birth 
of this bull market, which now look back into into the bear market, was of course October the thirteenth, twenty twenty two. But from the bottom of that bear market, the semis have led higher. They've led the S P of hundred higher. That's our bogey. When the semis are leading higher, there is no better tell. That is the tell. That is the thing to key off of. So it's extraordinarily good news after uh, what was a, a pretty weak open today. They see the semis go, so what? <laughs> we, we're not the rest of the market. We're the semiconductors. We're going to keep going higher. That's 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 your tell for the rest of the broad market and where it's heading. Uh, folks, we believe in, in playing repeating patterns until they no longer repeat. This repeating pattern, the semis leading in both directions, by the way, has been in place since the birth of quantitative easing following the financial crisis in 2008-2009. Again, it remains the tell. And, uh, you know, you'll have a couple days here or there where you have a shakeout or whatever, but that's not what matters. What matters is what is the longer-term trend, medium, intermediate, and longer-term trends? What are they telling us? And they are flashing, continue to flash major buy signals for both the market and certainly for semiconductors and tech stocks as this AI or innovation revolution rolls on. Very good to see all of this today. Um, one note, though, is that the internals were not good. Again, Friday, we, we talked about this. Again, today, we've got bad internals. Again, the market was down today, so you know you kind of expect it, but we don't want to see this become our new normal. Uh, for example, today, we had uh, four to one negative advanced decline for NYSE, uh, three to one negative for NASDAQ on advanced decline. Volume today came in 84% down volume to NYSE. Again, not what you want to see. We don't want to see a bifurcated market with just a few stocks going higher. We don't think that's what we're going to see. But again, we're just reporting what we see here. We want to see these internals improve. And they have peaked uh, as of, uh, I think Tyler just told me, as of about uh, two months ago, the internals peaked. And now they have not been great. Uh, of course, again, we've had an amazing year last year. A little bit of a shakeout to be understood. February is not a great month for the markets uh, from an analytical point of view and seasonality. Uh, but again, it's just uh, just uh, it's just acknowledging what we're seeing here that we want to see these internals improve. Right now, we're at 10 out of 12 VR investing system screens that are bullish. Uh, that is back up the truck territory, uh, but we don't want to have to go back to 9, nine to 12 screens bullish unless the internals improve. We'll have to. Uh, but again, that's just a again, it's just it's just a yellow light, but it is something we're watching very closely. Eighty four percent down volume to NYC is not it's not it's not what you want to see in this kind of a bull market. Uh, volume was better uh, for Nasdaq. Not a whole lot better. Sixty eight percent down volume day. Again, not ho horrible at all by any means. But again, Nasdaq just down 31 points. You'd like to see better readings of this. Finally, uh, new 52 highs lows came in at uh, 163 stocks hitting a new 52-week high to 297 stocks hitting a new 52-week low. So the, the, the internals today were clearly negative across the board. Sector watch, more of the same, really. Nine of 11 sectors finished lower today, led to the downside by materials down 2.5%, utilities down 2% as the 10-year yield continues to tick up, now at 4.164%. Uh, CME uh, Fed tool, Fed market watch, now has, as of this morning, just a, uh, what is this, just a, just a 16% probability that the Fed's going to cut rates at their March meeting. Of course, I've been on record and still I'm on record as saying that they're going to cut. Uh, but again, the strong jobs report on Friday 
may have uh, uh, put the uh, kibosh on a Fed rate, Fed rate cut in March. Uh, we'll play again that. They said time and again, though, they're data dependent. Folks, I'm telling you straight up, it won't take more than a couple of weak uh, uh, inflation reports showing continued disinflation slash deflation or some poor economic data to jump to the surface with maybe some weakness in regional banks really starting to flare up again. I'm just telling you, it will not take much for the Fed to change their mind. I think I think Powell uh, whiffed when he said that uh, we, he doesn't think they'll cut in March. I think that was a whiff. Again, I could be wrong here. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Also, note today, as I pointed out this morning, uh, just to give you an idea of how far away we are from being overbought, okay? This will, this probably makes the case as clear as anything that I could share with you. As we started trading today, only 66.4% of the S&P 500 is above its 50-day and just 72% above the 200-day. Folks, uh, if we started the new year, these readings were 93%, 81%. Again, we're 66 and 72 now. So until these readings are above 90%, again, that's where we were in January as we started the year, uh, on the 50-day at least. Until these readings are above the 9% level, we're just not going to be flashing signs uh, that we're concerned about this market. Uh, and by the way, based on our uh, momentum oscillators, we're not there either. We've worked those off a little bit. So we're coming off extreme overbought we had of a week and a half ago. And now we're starting to see the other internal start to show some weakness here. But again, as a contrarian, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see these uh, these indicators and these tools that we follow uh, uh, start to hit extreme overbought levels because that's more of a concern. Of, okay, we could be in for a, a, for a slow two to four weeks as the market shakes out. We're just not seeing that right now. Uh, so earnings should take care of the rest of this. Uh, we'll continue to play it by ear. We can remain, again, extraordinarily bullish. Everything I'm talking about here is either from a short-term trader's point of view uh, or just to give folks an idea of when to put new money to work. That's really what this is about, putting fresh money to work. We already have our positions in place. Now we're looking to add to those and buy the dip, uh, which has been the smart money play from the birth of this uh, bull market. Um, let's look, take a look now at our commodity watch. <clears throat> Uh, more weakness today, not a lot of it, but but some weakness. Silver today was actually down one and a half percent to twenty two forty three an ounce. Gold today down twelve dollars an ounce, about a half percent to twenty forty one an ounce. Uh, crude oil today uh, fifty three cents a barrel to seventy two eighty one a barrel. And finally today, uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin just off a bit today down three eighty nine at forty two thousand three eighty eight. As a reminder, the next Bitcoin having is taking place in 79, 78, 79 days. I think we're going to see an upside move head into that halving. That's been pretty common. And again, the shakeout from the SEC approval kind of still by the rumors sell the news. But again, this is very, I think, a very bullish setup here for crypt cryptocurrencies. I'm expecting a move through $100,000 this year on Bitcoin. And I saw this morning calls for 150000 next year by some folks that we that we respect and trust. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Hey, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.